Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, and welcome to episode 101 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I really do appreciate you listening in. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on Google or Apple Podcasts, and thanks so much for the support. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. My network shout-out this week goes to a network show that I will actually be a guest on coming up soon, Creative Block. Host Kyle Marshall interviews artists and entrepreneurs about where they came from, where they are now, and where they want to go. I really enjoyed my conversation with Kyle, and I look forward to all of you having the chance to listen in. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Creative Block and all the other great shows that are a part of the network. Folks, we're still right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and even though some areas are starting to phase in reopening of some businesses, I cannot urge you all enough to stay vigilant and to keep up with maintaining the physical distancing protocols that health authorities have put in place. Stay home if you can, and wear a mask if you're out in public. We all have a part to play in controlling the spread of this virus. It certainly sucks, but life has changed and we all need to accept that, I'm afraid. That said, many of our favorite barbecue joints are still open for takeout delivery, and some are starting to reopen for dine-in service. If you're comfortable and able, please do what you can to support them. If you're here in Alberta, you can visit www.albertabbqtrail.ca for a listing of the barbecue joints here that are open and what they are offering. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast is brought to you by Straight from the CPA's Mouth, a new podcast series created by the CPA Education Foundation and funded by the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center. Alberta's Chartered Professional Accountants, or CPAs, are experts on a wide range of topics and issues of interest to Albertans. Straight from the CPA's mouth has discussions on topics important to you, from leadership skills and achieving career potential, to financial literacy and how to make your tax refund bigger. Whether you're a university student, a new Albertan, or a parent, you'll find something of value on this unique podcast. You'll find Straight from the CPA's Mouth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or on the CPA Education Foundation's website at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. That's cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. My guest this week is no stranger to the Canadian competition barbecue scene. From Ottawa, Ontario, John Thompson has competed across Canada and in the United States and is one of the founders of the Canadian Barbecue Society. As you will hear, John has a passion for barbecue and really just seems to love talking about it. Before we roll into our conversation, though, I want to say a quick thank you to Greg Grempe from the Barbecue Central Show. I received an email from Greg last week congratulating me on my 100th episode and with an offer to assist in some sound quality issues I was unaware I was having. Greg, I appreciate it, and I think you'll hear the difference in this episode. Welcome, everybody, another uh, episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast uh, here in the basement studio and uh, via Zoom from Ontario. I've got John Thompson. John, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks, Ryan. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We've been trying to hook this up for a little bit and finally made it work here this morning, so... Finally, the planets aligned for us. You got it, man. You got it. So let's start off with a little bit uh, about yourself, a little background info. Uh, who's John Thompson? Uh, where are you located? All that good stuff. Sounds good. So uh, I'm located in Ottawa, Ontario. All right. and, uh, I've lived here all of my 52 years. 
Uh, I work in IT by day. All right. Um, right now, I'm, a, I'm an employee of the federal government. And, okay. Uh, so so in, in that role, I, I do a lot of IT work, a lot of planning, architecture, design work, and, uh, and that's my day job. So uh, barbecue. Uh, you know, barbecue is probably for like for most of your guests. It's a you know, it's it's a, it's a great passion that uh, you know that I picked up because well, actually I picked it up because of my, my good buddy. So my, I have a good buddy who doesn't have any kids, and um, so you know we you know he and his he and his girlfriend are the, are the dinks, and of course he has all the toys. Yes. And uh, at that time, I had uh, I had two little kids and a and a, and a new home for us. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money to put together. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'd call me up and he says, Thompson, you got to check out this new thing I got. And right away, I, like, I, I know where this is going. So, you know, and my wife's, my wife's spidey sense picks up that yeah. I'm about to spend money. So she <laughs> runs into the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I said, listen, buddy, I can't. Like, I, like, you know, times are tight. I can't yeah. afford another toy. Yeah. Just, no, man, you got to just, just get over here. Shut up. Get in your car and get over here. Yeah. So, you know, I drove over and I uh, got out of my car in his laneway and I could smell his Traeger going. Ah. And in his Traeger, he had, uh, what did he have? He had, uh, I think he had uh, a prime rib roast and he, and he did ABTs. Yeah. And he said, so I mean, like, so as soon as I got out of the car, right, it's, it's you know, it's you smell the, it, yeah. the panical moments that most of us have, huh? which is like, oh, yeah. oh this, this smells good. I, I smell smoke and fire. Yeah. What's, so, so immediately I'm in love. And yeah. In the back of my head, I'm trying to figure out which kid I can sell to be able to fund this new, uh, <laughs> this new thing. Um, and uh, and of course that was it. Like I, I walked in, saw this, set it and forget it, super easy machine. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I, I, I was just instantly compelled to to look into it more. I mean, I, so so I'm a bit of an older guy. So you know, my my barbecue history growing up would be my dad. On the hibachi, sure. you know, with those two little, those two little things on the hibachi, yeah. burning the bejesus out of everything he cooked, yep. uh, or undercooking it, and uh, and so you know, I, you know, I had a nice Weber, right? So I had uh, in be- in between these two things, I had I bought a I bought a home at one point that had a it came with a Weber Genesis, mm. and uh, nice, and it was one that my bo- my buddy had owned, and I had I had actually cooked on it a few times before, and and I thought, wow, this is actually a really good perk to this house. Right? Yeah, you know, no kidding. You know, we get this really cool looking barbecue, mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn how to barbecue and stuff. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, so this is going back maybe, uh, this is going back to about the year 2000. Yeah. So I called my dad and said, uh, you know, dad, I, 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 I've had your ribs. They're, they're good. Like, how do you do your ribs? And that's when he told me to boil them. Ah, you yep. know, the first thing you do is you boil them for a while. And <laughs> when they're really soft, you put them on the grill and you put on the... Slather, know, like, slather some sauce, sauce on there. Yeah. Sauce, yeah, on there. And that's, that's great barbecue. Right? Yeah. Okay, well... Chris, that sounds easy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty okay. Okay, let's let's take a look at this. And uh, and you know, so I had the big pot on, and mm-hmm. I'm simmering the two racks of ribs, and you see all the brown foam, and yeah. you see all the stuff come up. And I was like, gosh, I just okay, let's you know. Yeah. I spent so, a lot of time double you know double guessing my old man. Maybe sure. maybe I gotta listen to him here. Yeah. You know? so, that that smell of boiled know. meat in the house, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As we all know, it's a great way to make soup. Uh-huh. Hell of a way to make ribs. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they came out. You know, they were shriveled, but you had that you had that pullback on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, I, I guess I'm halfway to barbecueville. Yeah. And uh, you know, brought them outside, slapped the sugar sauce, let it burn. It, it, it kind of looked like barbecue, mm-hmm. but 
there's just no way I could enjoy that. I mean, yeah. I've been watching that roiling brown foam for for a period of time. And, yeah. uh, and I said, okay, well, I guess I guess I'll just stick to burgers and steaks. That's sure. cool. I've yeah. got a great Weber, and, and that's what I did for you know for many years until my my buddy Furlock with his uh, his Traeger happened. Yeah. And uh, so so instantly I went off, and so he bought you know he has a big one, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm. I just need a small one. I have a very small family. I'm not a, I'm not a single crazy guy like you who needs all that capacity. Right, yeah. Uh, so I got it and I played with it. And this is, this is when? This is around uh, 08, 09. Okay. Yep. So I had been starting to play with it for a while and, and kicking stuff around. And, you know, now I've, I've obviously reached out a little bit and playing, you know, playing with 321 ribs and, you know, hey man, this is this is a this is a lot better than, than anything I've ever cooked in the mm-hmm. past. That's for sure. Yep. And uh, it was around then that Barbecue Pitmasters came out on right. TLC that yep. very first season. So uh, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm watching that show like I'm sure like so many other people at that time, right? It was like, what is this? A whole new world. Well, yeah, and, and look at this guy. This my own guy seems cool, and this toughy guy, and this guy with his cherry rib rub, and but I dang Leanne, like dang that looks pretty cool. So you know, not even ever really thinking about doing anything like that. Just like you know, you own a car and you watch a car show. It doesn't mean you're going to go off and you know start driving down to you know, NASCAR. That's yep. just, um, so uh, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But uh, yeah, so we. You know, I'd, I'd play around for a little while. Pitmasters came out, and then in 2010, Ottawa had a uh, well. There used to be a, a bit of a long-running competition in Ottawa. It was not KCBS. It wasn't sanctioned by any major organization. Okay. But back back then in Eastern Canada, we had a barbecue uh, sanctioning group called the Canadian Southern Barbecue Society, the C CSBBQ. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Okay. Um, so so they were the body out here. There was no there was no other body. So they they had this contest for a couple of years here in Ottawa and I knew about it I'd seen it happen the year before but you know I you know I'm a back, backyard IT nerd what the, <laughs> what, what the, I, the I can't do that yeah and then uh, so sure enough the next year I did that yeah <laughs> the next year came around and I I said to my buddy for a lot I said yeah, yeah we make some pretty some pretty damn good ribs uh and and this is at the beginning of the year now at the same time that that happened um, he says, well, again, because he's the tank, right? He says, I'm going to go and I'm going to take Myron's class in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You should come. Let's go make this a boys' trip. Uh, again, my wife is, you know, <laughs> some, 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 somewhere nearby. But we, we, we ended up calling it a birthday present and, and working it in. So he and I went to uh, nice. down to Unadilla, Georgia, took that class. Yep. Zero, like really, I wouldn't say zero, but maybe, maybe a 5% chance that I was going to do something with the knowledge, you know, I was going to learn how to barbecue some shit, which is great because yeah. I don't know what I want sure. to um, And uh, and it's funny that's the first time I ever had brisket. Mm. That's the first time I ever had true whole hog like pork belly. Like it was that was a game changer. Yeah, it, it yeah. was it was big. So so we took that class and, and that's where I learned, of course, the muffin tin chicken that was on uh, Craig Ferguson at the time. Right. I don't know if you recall, but you know he had like a half a pound of butter in each muffin cup. Okay. And yeah. We're like just freaking the hell out and uh, and you know I'm a fat guy I love butter so that's, sure, obviously, yeah. <laughs> that's obviously appealing uh, so we came back to Ottawa anyhow we did the uh, we did this amateur contest we won the amateur contest and with that I won a new Traeger ah. so now I have two Traegers and as they say the rest is history of yep. Byron's class later that year the next year we said Come on, let's let's actually do this this pro comp 
and we took first place chicken. Yeah. And we said, gosh. You're hooked. It's eh? easy. Yeah. Look how easy this is. This is the first time I've done it. Look at my cool trophy. <laughs> Nothing to it. And I only spent like, uh, like a couple of hundred bucks to rent a U-Haul in a truck. Yeah. This is going to be easy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to, uh, to now. Yeah. Anyhow, so that's, 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 that was the, uh, that's how it all kind of started off. And I just haven't stopped. Awesome. And um, I guess on the competition, so you're do, still doing uh, a fair bit of competition. Obviously, uh, this year is a little different, but uh, this year's a, a very different year. Right? Yes, indeed, for, for a lot of reasons. But actually, in 2019, I I didn't compete at all in 2019. Okay. I, I decided that it was time to maybe start start taking it easy. I had a bit of a barbecue bucket list when I when I said you know when I won that chicken. It's yeah. like, you know, in a year, I all have done it all. So yeah, yeah sure. This, like this, at this trending rate, I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so I made myself a barbecue uh, bucket list, and uh, you know I've cooked over a variety of cookers over the over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2018 was sort of like the well, 2017 was my best year as a competitor, and right. some of those rewards paid off in 2018. And and by then I had done everything that I wanted to do that I realistically wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, and I was just tired at that point. So slowing down uh, a little after the job. Yeah, after the Jack, after the Royal, after doing all of that, you know, I was just, okay, I think, uh, you know, the Jack was always the thing that I wanted to do. I mean, that was one good thing that the old Barbecue Association here in Ontario did was they really promoted the um, the sanctity of the Jack and right. how, how unique and how special that is. So that yep. was really the crown jewel that I had been chasing all along was just an opportunity to win an invite and then an opportunity to get drawn and then to go and... Uh, yeah, so right. so since then I kind of shifted away from the competition barbecue. My kids are all a little bit older now. I also had another kid in the middle of all of that mm. stuff. So uh, you know, after after nine years of missing out on summers and and you know missing out on sitting in my backyard, you know, I would see it to open the pool, mm. I would see it to mow the lawn, and I would see it to close the pool. And, I, and again, I'm sure I'm like a lot of guys like that. And uh, you know, as I you know as I'm getting older, I was around fifty at the time, and I thought, you know. Let's, let's just be a 50-year-old guy who cooks in his backyard for himself and his family, and let's just hang out. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of the evolution of, of you know, what barbecue means, and, and it's it's a, a, a major role that it plays in my life. For sure. At, at a period of time. Like, yeah. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't yeah. doing anything but barbecue. Right? Yeah, work and, All uh, the time. work and cook, right? Yeah, well, work, cooking, <laughs> hustling to try to fundra- uh, fundraise for my team, to fundraise yeah. for... The other events that I was doing, I'm mm. teaching barbecue classes. I was in the barbecue society, so it was just, just came a point in time that that thing I love became a monster mm. that really just took over absolutely everything, and I didn't even notice it for for a couple of years until I started to, you know, maybe not enjoy it as much. Yeah, and, uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, on the competition side, what do you see happening uh, as we come out of this COVID nineteen situation? Uh, do you see it kind of going back to what it was, or do you think there's going to be some change in how competitions are run and put on? Yeah, I think we're going to... It's, it's really hard to see what the landscape is going to look like. I have a couple of perspectives on it. I know we've lost video gear for some yeah, reason, but... Uh, that's okay. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I... Uh, no, definitely the landscape is going to change, right? Uh, out in this area, in the Northeast, we have really basically two styles of competitions. Uh, you know those that are kind of really bare bones that uh, that really have no festival, no other thing associated to it. Maybe it's in a campground. There's a series of campground parking or park, mm-hmm. park, uh, geez, uh, park campground contests that 
that take place in uh, in, in New England. Right. Yep. Um, that are that are very very bare bones. But you know what? Like I I drove eleven hours to get to one of those events just just for points. I didn't you know I didn't care about the fanfare and I didn't care about the prize money or anything like that. So you know there's yep. definitely a market for that, but it's a real tight market. And you know, for organizers there, he's just looking to to break even and cost recover. So it's it's kind of hard for those people to try to advertise and build up a base for a contest like that. When you know the opening line is, you know, our purse may get up to four thousand dollars if I get you know fifteen more teams. Right. So it's you know that's a little as a, you know as a competitor who may be chasing other things, you know you compare that one to the one you know maybe one state over that has you know twenty five thousand dollar purse and free stuff and mm-hmm. you know all the ticker tape but uh so so you know one of the things that people don't rec- don't realize and i see a lot of conversation around this is you know this 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 myth that competitors are getting rich or sorry that organizers get rich off the back of competitors right and uh having hosted four kcbs contests in auto four yeah, four great KCBS contests in Ottawa. I can I can absolutely assure you that yeah. is not the case. There ain't nobody getting rich off of that unless yeah. you know you've got Home Depot, McDonald's, Walmart, and Costco all lifting you up on their shoulders, yeah. Weber and Canadian Tire. You know, like that's that's just not the market we have in Canada. Yeah, and uh, so as a result, you know, uh, you know, for Ottawa alone, I'll give you an idea. You know, we were we were we were a pretty big event at the. You know, we were a pretty big event last year. We were, mm-hmm. we were definitely going to be Canada's biggest this year. I had 50 teams, uh, so 50 KCBS teams alone. Right. Plus, we had a bunch of kids teams. I had uh, 20-something amateur teams nice. coming. We had, uh, you know, we had, uh, I think, 10 bands, uh, rivers, uh, eight food trucks. And, like I, and you know, I, we do this all um, via fundraising. So mm-hmm. my only revenue streams for an event like that are team registration, vendor registration and sponsorship yeah so i you know i hustle i work my butt off i'm out there constantly promoting constantly you know planting seeds for sponsorship you know mostly in-kind stuff if i can get cash wonderful that's a lot of work yeah that's a lot a lot of work and you know in this in this uh culture this climate right now post-covid all those people that I depend on to give me money, I don't know if I don't know if they're going to be there. Yeah, I, I I don't expect they're going to be there for me. I don't know if they're going to exist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, as much as I want to tell people, and you know, ironically, today is is the day my contest should be happening. Mm. Yeah, it would have started yesterday. KCBS Cook would have been happening overnight tonight. Yeah. And uh, but you know, honestly, I you know, so I'm kind of forced at, at looking at whether or not I change my model. Do I go to one of those bare bone contests where I can't promise anything to the, or promise much to the teams? Well, you know, that's, that's, you know, it takes a, a, a philanthropic mindset to do that because yeah. again, that's eight, nine months of a real, like honestly, man, it's a lot of work. I do my own web stuff. I do my own design. I do my own graphics. I do my own marketing. I do, I have a small team of guys that, that, you know, that help me and I'm very, very grateful for them, but I'm a bit of a control monster. So I, you know, when it's my product in my name, I have to yep. be absolutely sure. And, and the only way to do that, of course, is to do it yourself. Exactly. So, so, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of events that are going to be put in that same position. Maybe we've had the, you know, the, the, the great benefit of being backed by, you know, some, some big names, whether it's a barbecue store or, you know, for me, it was the Harley Davidson store in town. That's you know that's disposable income uh, you know, in a sense from from these sponsors because realistically we know they're not going to get the ROI that you know that 
that we would all like them to get. No. It's, it's really hard for me to quantify what $3,000 in sponsorship value looks like when it comes down to the very few things I can provide, mm-hmm. you know, foot traffic, visibility, you know, your brands here and there. So, yeah, the competition circuit uh, is going to be an interesting one to see play out next year. I, I, I do think that the ones that are tied to a charity, like, like a prime charity, like... Uh, uh, Optimist Club, or right. Kingsman, or that kind of thing. I think that they will likely be okay because, again, they you know they're coming with a budget and a you know. But we'll see. We'll, yep. Who knows what their priorities for those organizations are going to? Yep. No, it's yeah, uh, yeah, is something. It is. Yeah, I've uh, just this year joined the board here for the Barbecue on the Bow Society. Oh, oh, great! So I'm oh, just great. just getting a, a feel for what goes into putting in uh, an event on, uh, <laughs> and of course that all changed uh, a couple months ago. So. Yeah, and that's a big village that puts on that. On that uh, it is, that yeah. Grind. Yeah. Yeah, I know Chris, uh, Christopher Valdez yep. out, uh, out your way. Mm-hmm. I know that he's always played a major role. He does, yep, yep. So, yeah, it'd uh, be interesting to see what, uh, I guess we're fortunate that uh, that event isn't until September, so we haven't had to make any firm decisions just yet, so... Oh, yeah. but, uh, hopefully, hopefully we get a, a quick break, right? I something, that, yeah. You know, Ontario. At least they came back. They came out recently and said nothing, no festivals in Ontario until at least August thirty first across yeah. the board, denying all all permits and applications. So yeah, it's. Uh, I hope it works out. I hope yes. it works out. But if not, you know, it's 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 an investment in next year. Exactly which is what I have been saying all along. Yeah. Uh, switching gears a little, Edipedia. That's your uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I uh, so so the name. I'll, I'll, you know, the name, there's a reason I don't work in marketing, right? That's a terrible <laughs> name. I know it's a terrible goddamn name, but I'm stuck with it because I started with it, and and I and I've always hated having to explain the name because it's a real terrible explanation. So, as I started, as I first got that Traeger, and my buddy had his Traeger, and then we got a couple of other people roped into Traegers. Mm-hmm. We're passing around recipes and stuff, right? Like we all, do. oh, here's my recipe for this this crazy rub. I'm sure no one's ever put paprika, sugar, and and jelly pepper together like oh my god so so you know we're, we're trading around all these recipes and information and uh and i'm an it guy so that kind of data management just kind of drives me a little bit crazy because i know how you cannot manage that data anymore so i uh, at that time we were oh gosh yeah probably around 2008 um i was working on a contract to create a wiki for a, a partner, so I was I was heavily into the wiki space, so right. Wikipedia, yeah. uh, Media Wiki being the software that powers that, and you know from an IT guy and a and a and a barber, or sorry, barber, <laughs> barbecue guy, uh, you know I saw both of those those worlds converging instantly on this platform, and I and I completely nerded out. I'm like, oh my god, this is wonderful! Look at the organization and the searching and the indexing. So I kind of went crazy and used this wiki because I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, and. You know, again, I'm not a marketing guy. You know, uh, so you've got Wikipedia, Wikipedia denoting some sort of intelligence or, or smarts. Yeah. What can I put in front of that? Well, you know, I'm so creative. So, Etapedia was born, yeah. and uh, my buddy wanted to come up with all kinds of vulgar names for our barbecue team. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's, he's pretty dang funny, uh, but of course, me in my ba- in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I'm I'm gonna be a big deal with this thing that I'm awesome at so I can't I can't go up there with some crazy some crazy name yep. of liquor in the rear and <laughs> like we no we're not that's 
not what we're going to do. Yes, yep. it's hilarious. You're right. But, we're going to get some laughs. But at some point, I kind of want to get a sponsor. Yeah. And, you know, I can't go out with anything like that. So so Team Etopedia, uh, to get past that first contest is what we're going to do, and then we're going to rebrand. And then I'm, I'm as, as great as I am at, uh, at marketing, I'm also really great at procrastinating. <laughs> No, I never turned it into something really cool and obvious. Like, you know, uh, so many great names, Token Feathers. Like I've seen so many great names that I just I've kicked myself all these years. Mm-hmm. I need a cool name, I could. And you know, I don't. So that's that's Wikipedia. So so as a result of that uh, that contest and and you know my my insatiable ego needing to be fed and needing to do a lot of things in barbecue. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did demos with that name. Contest with that name. We did a lot of charity work with that name, and it was just there, and it's still here. And I, I, I don't think I usually go on to this great length at, uh, at explaining the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the excitement of yeah. that uh, birth of that brand. But uh, yeah. there you go. You can see, right? It'd be, be better if I could say, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, two smoking bushes." Because this one time I got lit, and I set a bush on fire. <laughs> we threw wieners into it, and we all ate it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Is it two? Hold on, I gotta go see twosmokingbushes.com. See if that one's there. Maybe the uh, the next team, right? Hey, listeners, back off my space. Yeah, make up a story, and uh, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. And you, with that, you've done some uh, some classes, that sort of thing. Yeah, we. Uh, what I had done is so there's a local barbecue retailer here in Ottawa, our biggest retailer called uh, Capital Barbecue. Right. And uh, it was there that I was buying all of my supplies, anyways, and I was always going in and. And it was interesting because uh, a big deal, so back then, there were a couple of big deal names in barbecue in Ontario. One was a team by the name of Q and Canucks out of uh, Toronto or Mississauga in that area. Sorry, Southern Ontario is a bit of a blur to us up here. So they're, they're in that area. Yep. And, uh, and these guys had been to the Royal. I mean, they, they RGC'd at the friggin' Royal. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and they were, and you know, I'd seen their pictures and I'd been following them. They just looked like such a great great group of guys two a couple of guys and, and a wife and i thought man these guys are cool like they're winning they're having fun look at the smiles look at the hardware and one day they came to capital to do a show so i went in and introduced myself and you know i thought i'm, I'm, I'm a little smitten by by what they're doing this seems kind of cool yeah. look at all these people telling them how great their food is um so again i had a good relationship with capital so fast forward a year that i'm there behind the counter we're doing, you know, product demos. We're doing, you know, food demos. We're just getting foot traffic in the store and feeding them, and uh, and we did that for a couple of years, and it worked out. It worked out well. The other big name, of course, at that time was was DivaQ. Right. And it's still obviously a massive, massive name. Yep. But uh, you know that contest where I had won that amateur uh, thing in Ottawa just a year before she had GC'd at the at the overall event. Right. So I was. I thought, you know, you know, she's she's pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. hey, she's a woman, which is you know. A little unusual, especially in that space. Not, you know, yes. in, in Canadian barbecue, at least, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's already so. It was already so um, uh, underrepresented. So to have yes. this woman who was actually kind of close by, Barry is only a few hours away, maybe five six hours away from Ottawa, mm-hmm. and uh, and I started following her and I started making some of her recipes and I was in love with her product. Yeah, like here's a person who really cooks the way I eat. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like our palates just synced up perfectly. So, yep. uh, so definitely the Q and Canucks were a massive inspiration for me, and and so was David Q. Nice. And they were just 
yeah, and and it's still great trains with all of them. Yeah, yeah. I got the chance to sit down with uh, Danielle last summer. She was through here for a, a Traeger clinic and got the chance to sit down with her. And great, uh, great lady. So. Oh, and she's just she's killing it out there doing she what is. she loves to do. Yeah, you know, she's always that's that's always been her forte is teaching and helping, and she's taught me so much. In fact, I went out to uh, Regina for one of Rob Reinhardt's contests, right. uh, smoke smoking bones, I think. Yeah. In, uh, I don't know, maybe 2012, 2013, okay. and uh, maybe a little bit later than that. Anyhow, so so I flew into Regina for that comp, and so had Danielle, and then so Danielle and I were sharing a tent. We were nice. two competitors under one tent, and uh, yeah, she GC'd. I was third overall that that weekend, but uh, yeah, she's taught my kids a lot. Okay, so again, so she was so active in the circuit out here when I was when I was starting. So we would go to events like Lake Placid, and there'd be Danielle and her family, and there would be you know all these other families and all these. Dirty barbecue kids all running around in the pack, <laughs> and I thought, you know, my kids got to get into this. My kids yeah. Young, this, yeah. This is cool. This is kind of, you know, go, you know, you know, when I, when, when I was a kid, we'd have family events out in the country, and you know, you would just run around and get bitten, mm-hmm. get into trouble, and have a good time. I thought, dang, that's perfect for my kids, and I don't have to worry about them because they're with barbecue people. Yeah, yeah, they're good, uh, good people, right? Yeah. All right, we're going to take just a real quick pause here for a word from our Alberta Podcast Network sponsor. And when we get back, I want to talk to John about uh, his involvement with the Canadian Barbecue Society a little bit. And we'll be right back. With Pod Power, ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, we're giving a Pod Power shout out to Rural Roots to Climate Solutions. Rural Roots to Climate Solutions is a podcast that dives into agricultural practices that are both good for the farm and good for the climate. Hear about the farmers, ranchers, scientists, industry experts, and regular people in Alberta who are leading the way in good land stewardship and reducing agriculture's carbon footprint. Find Rural Roots to Climate Solutions wherever you get your podcasts or at rr2cs.ca. That's rr, the number two, cs.ca. All right, we are back. I've got uh, from Ottawa, Ontario, John Thompson. Uh, John, let's uh, talk about the Canadian Barbecue Society a little bit and your role and involvement in that. So the Canadian Barbecue Society um, was born out of out of necessity, if you will. Yeah. Re- remember, I cited that old barbecue association yeah. in Ontario that we had. Um, so we'd cooked under that association, but there were some challenges with the consistency of product and and some challenges. So. At this point in time, I'd already been to the States, and I'd already competed in a few KCBS events, mm-hmm. and I saw what KCBS brought to a contest, right? The the consistency, the standards, the, you know, the organization, the information, like it was it, it was a cool product. Right. And, uh, and I thought, wow, this is a consistent, cool product. We should bring this up to Canada. So I, I tried to work with that association, you know, try to work something out where maybe it would be a good idea to have KCBS come up and do some events, and the Canadian thing could look at the amateur circuit. We could do something, but it didn't really didn't really work out that well. Uh, you know, I, we tried. I joined their board and tried to do, or uh, joined a couple of forums on committees from their board, mm-hmm. and uh, it just just wasn't really working out. So, um, so uh, I I thought, well, let's. Let's, let's roll our own. Let's yeah. let's do something else. These guys call themselves a Canadian Southern, but really it's just Southern Ontario. Right. It's a handful of events here. We need a real Canadian idea. So I'd already been baking this idea in my head for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had the great opportunity to join another team, Fatty uh, Fatty McBarbecue out of Niagara Falls. Okay. When they went to the Royal, and they went to the Royal in twenty 
2013. Okay. So I joined them at the Royal in 2013, just you know, to be that barbecue tourist and see see the Royal. Who yeah, want to see abs- the Royal, absolutely. Especially if it doesn't cost you, you know, ten thousand dollars to go see it. Yep. So, uh, so I went to the Royal, and it was. I'm pretty sure it was there that I first met Rob. Ah, uh, yep. Is that I met Rob. No, it was the Jack. Sorry, the same year I was a tourist and I went to the Jack with another team. Okay. That's where I met Rob. So so the idea was already starting to bake in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I met Rob and I said, so this is kind of what's going on in Eastern Canada. I know you're a big deal of Western Canada. I know your name. I know your brand. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the Eastern Canadian teams. You know a lot of the Western Canadian teams. What do you think of this idea? Why don't we put together a Canadian product? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have enough friends out here that I'm sure I can get, you know, uh, critical mass out here. How do you feel about that out west? And, you know, Rob's a very careful man. Yep. He's probably one of my best friends in barbecue. I love that guy to death. Um, and also a great inspiration for me when I started to get really serious in barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, Rob's like, yeah, you know, I know I know this guy named Chris Phelps. You may want to meet him. And, yeah. and we know this other lady, Angie Kowali. And we know, you know, so here's some of the big players out west. And uh, so as a result, and we, we put together the Canadian Barbecue Society, we didn't even know what it was. We just knew that we wanted to unite Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, we had never been united before. There was always these two worlds of Canadian barbecue, at least in the competition space, and never had they really crossed over. Um, so I said, let's, let's, let's do something. What is that something? We don't really know. I just know it's not going to be, you know, a big sanctioning body or a ma- massive organization because this is all stuff we're going to do in our part-time, at yeah. night, so what do we want to do with this, right? Uh, what do we want our raison d'etre to be? You know, we want to do something. We want to unite Canadian barbecuers. How are we going to do that? So, you know, we've, you know, the Canadian Barbecue Society has now existed for I think six, seven years. Uh, it is a fantastic organization. I sat on the board for the first four or five years, and then as part of my, my, you know, um, releasing of a lot of my barbecue responsibilities, I eventually just sort of, you know. Retired from that, right. and in the good, capable hands of some very smart and passionate people. Yes, and uh, you know, I'm still a big supporter of the society. I still promote them where I can. I put their logos on all my events. I post there. It's still tons of my friends. It's it's really interesting to see how that group, at least in the Facebook perspective, has has evolved from this esoteric barbecue competitors group where we may have you know a few hundred barbecuers. Uh, competitive barbecuers, that is, to now a page that is, I, I think it's close to 3,000 people on there. Yeah. I don't recognize many of the names I see posting on there, which is great. Yeah, it speaks absolutely. To the, uh, you know, the, the diversity of that group now, and, and I see a, it's, it's really changed into something else, and uh, now they have national sponsorships. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a great organization that I love and support. Awesome. So no, you don't have a current involvement directly with the, with the group? Other than, being, right other than being a member, of course. But, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. So not right now. I don't, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't want to say that I won't be doing anything in the future. Once, you know, once I get my wits about me and I get rid of all these things that have been driving me crazy, I know there's going to be a, a sucking, gaping hole in my soul that says, <laughs> do something productive. Yeah, it'll suck you back yeah. in, huh? Yeah, and you know why not? It's it's yeah. still a great product with great people, with a great Absolutely. cause, and yeah. I want to you know we, just because I'm out of the barbecue on the uh, directly comp, uh, from the competition angle, mm-hmm. um, you know I still want to be involved. I still want to be current. I still want to help grow the sport and and you know just help enrich that that fabric that we've that we've been able to get across Canada. Absolutely, uh, you I think you kind of touched on it, but I had on my list here. Uh, 
cooking what do you cook on at, at home and competition traeger obviously you've uh, you've mentioned was the kind of you're in anything else you're cooking on that you enjoy absolutely so i uh, I, i've moved on from the traegers i graduated from okay. traegers if you will and i yep. and I, I mean at one point in time it was like a it was like a clown car when i went to a one competition <laughs> in upstate new york it's funny the guy there was a guy across the field who still busts my chops to that to this day he says i i wasn't sure how many clowns were going to come piling out of your trailer you pulled up with this tiny little shit ass trailer yeah. and, and and you know a minute later there's like five traegers all set up like five friggin traegers so half the town's grid went down yeah. and started them up and yeah. uh, you could you could hear that, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I, you know, we started off on the Traegers because they were great. They were consistent. They made wonderful food, and they still do. I, yeah. I you know, I don't knock that product at all. And you know, excuse me, they've done, they've certainly come a long way in evolving that as well. For sure, yeah. You know, hats off to Traeger into that brand. They're they're mm-hmm. definitely something else out there. So uh, I moved on. Eventually, I moved on to charcoal because that's that's what a lot of folks do, right? Yep. We start on pellet. We see how easy it is. We see how how great the food can taste and then after a point in time you get sick of people telling you that you're cooking on an easy bake oven yes yeah and you say all right <laughs> god damn it i guess i better man up and now going back to what i said at the beginning of our conversation remembering that my early experiences with charcoal was my dad uh, batchy zip cubes and you know not, yeah. not not great so that was a rather daunting thing for me i saw these guys with these giant you know offsets and reverse flows and and even the wsms i'm like dang that looks like dirty there's like no dials there's no shit all right let's let's freaking do it so yeah. you know in the off season i got a wsm and of course fell instantly in love and yeah I'm like what oh my god this is this is even better yeah you know so great so i cooked on both for a period of time and then i went to yoder and wsm uh, and then yeah. i went to yoder and backwoods and then a couple of yoders so, so i've been you know i i've been up and down and then uh, and then in 2017, I jumped on the Gateway bandwagon. Yeah, yep. Gateway drum smokers. Yes. And then I started. To, that's when I started to win. Yeah. Then no, I started that's to hearing that a lot. Yeah, I tore it up. I uh, that was the year that I was the Canadian national champ. I was the KCBS international champ for Canada. I was the Ontario champ. I was. That was a hell of a year. Yeah. Our phenomenal cookers. And uh, and that's what I still cook on now. So yeah. even though I'm getting rid of a lot of my old cookers, my backwoods, my yoder, I'm selling all of that stuff off. Um, my plan for my backyard right now is very very simple. It is Primo Oval XL for a grill, mm-hmm. which is you know I really love my kettle. So yes, yeah. I, I haven't actually used my Primo a lot. I bought it when we got back from the Jack because you know you see Primo ovals all over the place there. Right. And, and I had cooked on one when I was helping my buddy's team. So I thought, well, that's. Just, I now have a couple of bucks. It's mm-hmm. going to be Big Green Egg, Camado, or Primo. And with my family and the real estate, I went for the Primo. I used it maybe 10 times. And, uh, you know, ashamedly, it's been sitting in my garage underneath a pile of tools. You know, it's like a treadmill. Yeah. It just sits there to hold up other shit right yeah. now. So, and, and I've loved my kettle. I take my kettles to my classes. I, yeah. I love those things. I do. I'm with you. Oh. And I have a PK grill as well for the steaks because I got into the, the Steak Cook-Off Association for right, a right. period of time. So I got yep. one of those PKs. They're wonderful. Yeah. So in my backyard, much of my wife's chagrin, because remember, I've been living out of my garage and I've been living out of my trailer for eight years. Yeah. So now that I'm putting down roots, I move a barbecue to the backyard. She's like, what What do you think you're doing? <laughs> Back it up here. <laughs> Baby, I'm, I'm home. See this nice giant deck I built? I built. <laughs> yeah. I want to use the freaking thing. Yeah. Just well, this is our space. So you know, we haven't spoken in about four months. It's, yeah. Quarantine's been wonderful. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, in my backyard now, I have uh, I have a blackstone. Yeah. Because come on, if you're not going to cook on fire, blackstone kicks ass. Yep. I've got a real nice 36 incher uh, with a hard top cover. I love that thing for for, for griddling. Mm-hmm. You know, big breakfast, cook all the pancakes at once, yeah. cook all the bacon at once. It's wonderful. So, so my backyard will have that back blackstone griddle. It has a gateway drum, and it'll have the primo, and nice. and that'll be it. Takes care of it. Yeah, I, I can I can pretty much do everything. You know, the the, the main shift is now that I'm not going to be doing catering, and now that I'm not going to be cooking for you know hundreds of people at a time. I, I just don't need that gear anymore, yeah. and you know I'd rather see it go to folks who are going to use it. Absolutely. Put, put some love into them. For sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Mention plug before we uh, wrap it up here. Well, just one last thing is that uh, we, I don't know if you've heard about this TV show uh, on Food Network Canada mm-hmm. called Firemasters. Firemasters, yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, but I'm on uh, the upcoming episode on Firemasters oh, next Thursday. you're coming up. Okay, and you, uh, you uh, Rob's episode's coming up. Uh, well, it just so happens, they're the same episode. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, Brian's on there, Brian Misko's on at some point this season, right? Yeah, Brian's on there. Uh, Rusty Johnson from out west has been out there. Yeah, and uh, there's a fellow from Quebec, uh, Simon Delast, uh, from uh, SJB Barbecue. Okay. Or, um, sorry, North Pole Barbecue. He uh, he's also going to be on that show at nice. some point in time too. So it's really great to see a lot of good Canadians out there, um, you know, showing off their skills and participating in such a uh, you know. A, a well-polished it show. Is. It, was a, it was an amazing experience to be a part of. I, I was not prepared for that, I tell you. Well, you know, because we have to keep it all secretive. Right? Yes. We, we go through the interview process and the essays and the, the video chats and, you know, so here, here's the greatest secret in barbecue. I can't tell anybody about it. Let <laughs> alone my, my buddy, Rob. Yeah. And, and, and none of us are, like, we're all playing poker, right? So everybody's like, oh, you know, a couple of years ago, oh, that show, well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah that show. That'd be kind of neat. Whatever. Meanwhile, every single friggin' person in Canada applied for that show. <laughs> and, uh, so I had no. So I, you know, it was interesting. I, I, I got to the hotel and opened the hotel doors, and I see Rob in the lobby, and I just went, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> and, uh, but at the same time, like you son of a bitch, you know, it's like that scene from. Uh, like Predator, right? Yeah. You son of a bitch! How's it going? So, yeah. you know, to be able to share that experience with my oh, that's awesome. Just, the, oh man, it was so exciting! Like, finally, I can talk to somebody, and it's you, and you're here. Yeah. Holy crap! Oh, that's By the awesome. way, I want to kill you tomorrow. Yeah. God. Yeah. You know, we're still gonna hug it out. Absolutely, that's awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be watching that this coming. That's uh, this coming Thursday. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, social media, anything you wanna? Any plugs you wanna? Put out there. Well, uh, just the the uh, just Eatapedia is is my brand E A T A P E D I A. I know yep. it's a mouthful. I apologize for all the vowels. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm active on Facebook and Insta for those two. Uh, all right. For the for that brand and 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 that's about it. All right. you know, I've got classes coming up. Everything's everything's on hold, of course. But yeah. I teach my classes through Canada's Barbecue School. Uh, uh, you know, associated yep. with Rob and Chris. Yeah. So between us, you know, we have we pretty much have the you know from Ontario West covered off yeah uh, I'll be offering so I've been doing it for a few years now I actually took one of Rob's classes years ago when he came to Ottawa mm-hmm. uh, learned an awful lot and that's what actually kicked 
started or really really kicked me into into high gear and got me on the on the winning path. Awesome. So yeah, I'll be teaching. I teach competition classes once a year. I teach backyard barbecue for people to come in and do ribs and chicken and, and that kind of stuff. And then I've had a couple of workshops on steak and tacos and chicken and bacon. And uh, they'll be hopefully they'll be resurrected. Uh, you know, whenever all of this passes, I uh, you know I'm I'm hoping that everybody. Well, I'm not hoping. I know that everybody's summer vacations are kind of yeah. on hold and, and in ruins and if we get the if, if we get this lifted off there's going to be a lot of people looking for stuff to do indeed yeah, yeah, you, class you, is a great way to do it yeah you're supposed to be having your competition today I'm supposed to be flying back from a week in New Orleans with my wife today so that's uh... oh dang <laughs> yeah we'll get well, there if there's any consolation you're still married so yes not, not everybody coming back from New Orleans can say that <laughs> Yeah, it's a crazy place. That's uh, right. Yeah, never been. That's so looking forward oh. to looking forward to it when we uh, when we can get make that uh, reschedule that one. So, all right, yeah. John. Uh, just before we wrap up, the last question I uh, always ask: it's uh, it's dinner time. You got the grill going. What's uh, what's your go to? If I'm cooking for me, it's going to be steak. Steak. I love yep. a reverse sear, thick ribeye steak, mm. well marbled, as marbled as I can get it. Yeah. Uh, and I'll do that reverse sear over a couple hours, over a few hours. I take my time, bring yep. it up, and it's like butter, and I cook a mean steak. Nice. Oh, man, I love that. Now, for the kids, and if I'm cooking for the family, which we do often, of course, it's chicken. Yeah. Like, it's just such an economical cut. It's readily available at Costco. Grab the three birds, grab yep. the thighs, you know. I can turn, we eat a lot of chicken. Unfortunately, during my early years of competitive barbecue and all that practicing and testing that, uh, that we all go through, I'm pretty sure I destroyed my kids' palates. They want mm. nothing to do with barbecue. Uh. They'd rather me microwave a goddamn hot dog than cook the Wagyu <laughs> brisket. They're the worst things ever. <laughs> and uh, So, yeah, so, but now, my, you know, my own barbecue has taken a bit of a twist. I, I, I uh, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling here. I yeah, don't have an edit machine because <laughs> I, I get kind of wordy. Um, but this past uh, December, I had the fortune of taking a barbecue road trip with some good friends of mine here. So a couple of guys from teams, uh, a guy by the name of Brad Rorick, who uh, is from Pistol Pack and Piggies, and uh, Greg Lundy from Smoking Boys and Hot Grills. These are these are two competitors that sort of came up through the ranks at the same time as I did, and right. they formed these real, 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 real tight friendships. And uh, so we went to Texas. Mm. We went to Austin for a barbecue crawl. Beautiful. Two weeks before Christmas, and I'm telling you, man, it's changed me. Oh, it, yeah. Like I, I didn't think it would. I, you know, barbecue's barbecue. Sure, I know barbecue. Yes, yeah, soft brisket, whatever. Man, and I, you know, yes, Austin, uh, Franklin's was definitely up there. Yep. Mueller's, you know, Snow's, we Blacks, we went and had all the the prime ones in Austin, and yeah. literally, it's changed me. Like I haven't made ribs for myself to eat ribs for me in maybe seven years. Yeah. Uh, and in the last couple of months, I've done it three times. I'm, I've gone way back to basics on all my cooking. Yeah. Salt, pepper, garlic, smoke, and. I'm falling back in love. It's like a renaissance. Like I'm yeah. falling back in love with making barbecue for myself because you know after all those years of all that sugar and honey and yeah. all those commercial rubs and injections and sauces and shiners and dusters, man, yeah. you know what? I just love greasy chicken. A thigh yeah. coming off the barbecue, salty, all that grease dripping down my chin. Mm -hmm. I just I can't get enough of that. There you go, so. man. There you go, full circle, I guess. Yep, absolutely. That seems like a great place to wrap it up here, John. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, good luck to you as you kind of step back a little from all the uh, the craziness of the barbecue world. So. 
<laughs> well, thanks a lot, Ryan. Thanks, and thanks for doing this. Oh. What you do with this platform is, you know, it contributes to what we wanted to do with the Barbecue Society by by growing this barbecue culture in Canada. And you're definitely you know, a leader in, in in that world by doing this by doing this podcast. I mean, who would have thought that you would have guys from Quebec yeah. you know, talking to guys in Alberta about their, their you know their 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 their, their contest? And they're crazy in Quebec, eh? Oh yeah, I, I love those guys. Like, yeah. We're so close. Like, so I've I've, I've loved going over there and supporting their friends and they've supported my in my classes those guys are crazy yeah. they will smoke on anything yeah. these are the guys that have like a, a parking lot comp with 30 something teams craziness with no prize why just because they just want to get out and cook just because yeah. yeah good guy yeah, yeah. they've got the they've got a good there anyways yeah. awesome. sorry, i'm rambling it's all good john thanks buddy appreciate it thanks for time ryan take Talk care about take care thanks. later that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. They'd sure help increase the show's visibility. Big thanks to John Thompson for joining me on the show this week. If you're in Canada and listening to this show on the uh, release day, be sure to check out John along with last week's guest, Rob Reinhardt, this Thursday on Firemasters. It really should be a great episode. Your local barbecue joints need your support right now, folks, wherever you are, and if you're able, please get out and show them some love. If you're here in Alberta, check out www.albertabbqtrail.ca for a list of Alberta barbecue joints to see who's open and what they're offering. Please give me a follow on Twitter, at EatMoreBarbecue, and on Facebook and Instagram, at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, please drop me an email at EatMoreBarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking, take care of one another, stay safe, stay home, and wash your hands. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.